Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premier North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. And here we are, rugby fans, back for another action-packed episode of the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, episode 152. As a reminder, my name is Ty. Ty, we're passing up an opportunity. This is the first time that we've had a chance, the OGs, to get together after our landmark 150th episode of this podcast show, baby. baby. (laughs) And true to form, we do everything late. Absolutely. But yeah, what a what a ride it has been! A hundred and fifty-two episodes, and you and thank you for pointing that out, Rob. This is the first time that we got all three to be able to celebrate that. That's where it needed to be. So let's. Uh, oh, sorry, you wanted to jump in again? No, no, I'm good. Um, yeah, you know, I, I hope I didn't break your cycle there. I'm, I'm sure you 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 were locked in. I could tell. Yeah, yeah, the rhythm is gone. Forward momentum is lost. <laughs> Scrum down opportunity. Um. Typical old boy. Typical old late boy. rhythm method. It sounds like we're show about something else, but <laughs> and we digress. Of course, Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt has made himself uh, uh, noted on the show here so far. Of course, accompanying him, his rival always got the big guy Ferrara back to be able to try and put Rob in his place. I hope he does so in this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I am, of course, Ty the Sapper Braga back in the hot seat for all of us together for this episode. And it promises to be an exciting one for rugby fans, as there has been the revelation that you now get even more rugby than you thought you would from the Rugby Network with the addition of the Gallagher Premiership. All 93 games starting this October, just around the corner, because what you needed during World Cup time was more rugby. More rugby. What you need out of that is more <laughs> rugby, right? <laughs> but uh, it is, of course, a tradition to be able to start each and every episode with a little bit of news from across the rugby realm. So stick around, and we're going to be back with that at Around the Pitch in a moment. When we pick up the ball, we also pick up a legacy. A legacy that stretches beyond your current team. A legacy built on the backs of those who came before you with hard work. And for those who will come after you, we promise it won't be easy. But we'll be there, supporting you on and off the field. Gentlemen, what have we got for fans to pay attention to? I'm going to hand it over to you, Rob. Uh, Let the old guy put on his cheaters here real quick. All right. Uh, I want to celebrate a real interesting opportunity that only comes around every four years in the same time frame as the World Cup, and it's always played in the host nation of the World Cup. The Atlantic Coast All-Stars are representing the United States and playing in Bordeaux, France right now in the World University Invitational Tournament. Again, this is every four years in the uh, Rugby World Cup host country. Twelve teams from New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, France, and Canada and the United States get together to compete for supremacy. 
This is actually live stream on YouTube. I put it out there on the MLR Fan Zone. Check it out. There are some MLR draftees, Rick Rose, Lapanese, uh, Matteo Pegnon, uh, Antisef, uh, Villani, um, Keenan Coyle, uh, and um, Clayton Means, who's going to the Chicago Hounds, all playing for the Atlantic Coast All-Stars. Um, they, uh, they played, let's see, f- f- uh, five games. Uh, they lost to New Zealand uh, 15 to three. They lost to, uh, sorry, they beat Sydney. Uh, they beat uh, 15 to 13. They beat uh, British Columbia 23 to eight. Uh, they lost to Cape Town. Ty's going to celebrate later after he takes off his uh, Ireland jersey uh, 43 to seven. <laughs> and, and they lost to uh, University of Bordeaux 14 to eight. So some real competitive matches, a great opportunity for these young lads to get another chance to compete in international competition. Kudos to them. Yeah. Congratulations in particular, my guys from the Hounds or, and uh, from Lindenwood University, Clayton Means. My guy, can't wait to have you here up north. Excellent stuff. You always manage to be able to highlight, you know, at all levels of rugby, which is one of the things that I really enjoy about you, Rob. Uh, and thank you for pointing out as well that I am wearing the uh, the Irish jersey. This is not in honor of the loss for South Africa, uh, but it is. Yes, it is, fans. He has changed sides officially. He is an Ireland. Always a winner, fan. baby. Always a winner. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> I said now for three or four seasons that our allegiances can be bought? Yeah, but underneath right. somewhere, it's still South African for sure. So I wanted to highlight why myself and Rob are wearing these international jerseys of not our native nations. Uh, It's an opportunity for you to go and grab one of your own at Rugby Now. Uh, Phenomenal collection from a variety of countries. Of course, many of them participating in this year's Rugby World Cup. But it's your chance to be able to go and grab some of this older gear at a phenomenal price. I mean, sometimes half of what you might be paying for a 2023 jersey. We all know how it goes. 2022? Hey! great prize 23 and a rugby world cup jack that shit up right um so you gotta make sure that uh you you take advantage of whatever comes your way and rugby now does a phenomenal job same day shipping if you get your order in in time really super fast across the u.s and anywhere you may need it check out their international collection rugbynow.com scott i throw it over to you for your around the pitch so we're taking it up north a little bit. I'm talking about uh, the Canadian women are taking on the English women on Saturday. Uh, it's set for, I believe, a 2 p.m. Uh, uh, local time in England. So that's 9.30 Eastern, 6 a.m., 6.30 Pacific. Uh, viewers can watch on uh, – Canadian viewers can watch on TSN, and then I think England live streams their side on YouTube. Um, so you can watch it for free on their YouTube. And really this is just kind of a, a, a warm-up to the uh, WXV – uh, tournament that's going to be happening uh, in New Zealand. Um, we know that WXV is, is this uh, international women's tournament that's that's going to take hold. Um, it's it's tiered. There's going to be relegations at certain points, um, and it kicks off. This tournament kicks off in New Zealand uh, for its for for its inaugural. Um, but we're going to see really a rematch between uh, uh, Canada and England. Um, you know that was a semifinal for the Rugby World Cup about ten months ago, almost a year. Um, you know it's going to be. I think it's going to be a banger. Um, you know, Rugby Canada has a lot to look forward to in their women's team. Um, I I truly think that they're gonna they're gonna kind of punch England in the mouth, even though England, you know, obviously a top ranked side. Um, I think Canada has what it takes to to kind of give it to them on their home soil. And obviously, the the roster 
has you know friend of the show Sophie the Goody captaining at eight. Emily Tatosi's there. Uh, Tyson Bukaboom and and Maddie Grant also there on the roster. So it's going to be a good one. So we check it out on Facebook, YouTube, or TSN Digital. Again, it's uh, nine thirty a.m. Eastern, six thirty Pacific, and uh, it's going to be a banger. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, and, and on that note, the WXV you set me up perfectly for my next piece here. All right, like yeah, you know, we couldn't have planned this any better. Right down the Thanks. middle, baby. Right. Thanks for the layup there, Scott. Uh, It is the premier, well, what's going to be the premier women's 15 competition across the globe. It does include all the usual characters at the top level, but it's also got a second and third tier. Why I wanted to revisit this theme is that there are two American-based referees been chosen. One, the familiar name, Cat Roch. The other is Amelia Luciano. So what does this mean? Not only is the United States being represented in this competition for all the players, but we're starting to see that the referee pathway becoming bearing fruits at the highest levels. And this is going to be a consistent competition. And as they get that experience, they come back here and impart that onto others. So it's great to be able to see American contingent being represented on field in all different ways. So again, shout out to the successful, successfully chosen referees of uh, Emilia, uh, Luciano and Kat Roch. Great success stories. We hope to be able to see others following their similar footsteps, right? And they can be great ambassadors for many others who want to follow. And uh, on that note, gentlemen, we're going to be taking just a quick moment away. And we're going to return with the interesting conversation of the addition to the Rugby Network with the Gallagher Premiership. Is it a great idea? Who knows? We'll find out in just a moment from these guys. Tidehead Brewing Company is not just Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers. It is also a great place to enjoy local acts performing live music every Thursday and Saturday nights. Additionally, their Wednesday night trivia nights are something not to be missed. Tidehead is located in Mundelein, Illinois, and easily accessible for many Chicagoans, as it is just steps away from the metro. Owner Brewster and the Tidehead staff are dedicated to ensure your microbrew experience is as tight as their beers. Bruce's love for rugby extends beyond the origin of his brewery's name. Tidehead is committed to supporting the rugby community. This includes his support for Lake County RFC and our own Rugby Rant podcast show. Tidehead's tap room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and teammates can meet, socialize, and enjoy the wide variety of brews on tap. Regardless of whether your palate enjoys a good IPA or dark barrel-aged brew, Tidehead can deliver. Hey, Chicago, when you want rugby, Tighthead Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tighthead, it's worth more than a try. Welcome back, rugby fans. Again, it's time to talk about the Gallagher Premiership finding its new home with the Rugby Network. And the Rugby Network itself is continuing to be able to shine brighter and brighter as the months and seasons go by. The crowning feather for them right now is being chosen as the host of all 93 matchups in this year's 2023 and 2024 season of the Gallagher Premiership. This is certainly a feather in their cap, perhaps the top competition that they have ever shown. Yes, they've had Japan, uh, Japan League, but really to, to American viewers, 
Gallagher Premiership is how a lot of them started to learn about rugby and started to be able to become interested, whether, you know, whatever team it was, this was the first access they really could follow season after season for uh, for that. So um, it, this is an important moment for the rugby network, and I'm sure that we have to be able to, to ask this question. I think I know where it's going to go, but is this good news for rugby fans and the rugby network? Scott, let me hand it over to you first. Let's get hot, baby. I think the first thing we talked about when we, when we said MLR was going to be on this platform called TRN was how do we make it so that more rugby is on the platform, right? And we said sponsorship, yeah. right? Because MLR, obviously, free to anybody when those matches are on there or there's a 24-hour delay if they're on the, the um, Fox or CBS Sports, whoever has a contract at that point, which I do think is, you know, how you're going to work those contracts out. It's just, it's just what you're going to see across the industry. Um, and we all, we talked about, well, are the Eagles going to move over? Is Rugby Canada going to move over? And it seems as though they've started to move over from Flow into uh, hitting these, uh, the, hitting TRN. Um, remember, TRN, uh, Rugby Pass backed company, but really, you know, Rugby Pass created it in conjunction with MLR to bring rugby to fans. And this is the uh, a huge leap forward. I mean, I didn't think this would happen for a while. Um, as somebody who obviously, you know, Saracens fans, been watching online for quite a while and, and paying for it on other platforms, you know, to leap right over to TRN, I think has shown how much um, of a big jump that rugby viewership in America can force other competitions to, to, to shine a spotlight on it. I mean, and we know, uh, you know, watching Gallagher Premiership, you have teams that are folding because of lack of interest showing up to their stadium and buying tickets. And you have a whole segment of fans over here in the States who root for those teams and are fans of those teams and want to watch it. So, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's great. Uh, it's great on a couple levels. One, it's great for those teams to get more exposure for their fans. And I'm sure there's going to be a few MLR fans who are going to find their new premiership team, right? Everybody has a URC team. Everybody has a premiership team. Everybody has a secondary international team. You know, everybody has a second MLR team to be quite honest. So it's, it's again, engaging that league to more fans. Then on our side, it's, it's taking um, the rugby fixtures, putting them on a platform that's rugby specific. So you don't mm-hmm. have to look through motocross and you don't, I mean, not, I'm not trying to throw shade at other sports because it is nice to, to on Peacock, you have the premiership, you have the rugby world cup, you have hockey, you have, you know, football, you have college football. That's great. They have their regular shows. They have your regular TV, but now you can go in and tell somebody TRN, the app is free. We don't know if they're going to be charging or anything. They haven't talked about it yet, but, as of now, the app is free. It's available on most platforms. Um, you can go to the website and watch it via the website. So then flick it up to your television, get it on the big screen, and, and hopefully watch these big boys play some rugby. So I think it's a really right. good idea and a big leap forward that just make one makes sense and two just shows that as, as much as we talk about, you know, it seems as though there's we only think of the relationship of rugby in this country and in, rugby, in, in, in Canada is how well are the national teams doing, men's and women's, sevens and fifteens gauges how much interest there is in rugby and we know that's not necessarily the truth i think Mm -hmm. this proves that yeah and that's an excellent point though because it's not a great metric whether how many people tune in to watch usa rugby or rugby canada right it's not a true reflection of your rugby loving population and we've seen that with uh, um you know stadium attendances for new zealand versus uh, um ireland we've seen you know these type of things that are really uh, doesn't have to be usa centric 
Right now, would we love it to be? Of course. But there is great content there that rugby fans have come to love and enjoy. Now they can choose to be able to do so through one home at the Rugby Network at this stage, as you rightly pointed out, for $0. So this is a paid product being offered to you right now absolutely free that's top quality rugby now a lot of people would say oh well maybe it's a it's it's a diluted product because maybe some of those teams that are there there's only 10 teams now rubbish right it's still great rugby all right well that's my opinion i'm sure it would be the same for everybody here on the show and and i don't want to step on the toes of rob but one of the great things that is a feather in the cap again i speak about for rugby network is that they have now just released that they have over 170,000 subscribers. That are that is people who are wanting more content, want rugby uh, uh, at home to be able to get that content, and they've grown it. I think 300% since it's it's birth. So the numbers look good. It shows the appetite is there. And for the Gallagher Premiership, why wouldn't it be a good fit if they could now take their brand to a new market and be a dedicated product and nobody have to fight for the for the uh, for the coverage? through other prominent broadcast partners. And Rob, that's my rant. I hand it over to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. But yeah, I mean, you said it. Uh, We know that if you're a rugby fan in the United States, you're going to love this, regardless of whether you're real familiar with the Prem and and an OG fan from the United States like Scott or whether you're somebody that's coming into rugby fairly new because you're familiarity with the league or a team in your city. But this is awesome. This is what we've been waiting for. We want, at some point, a one-stop shop for rugby content, whether it's high school rugby, whether it's top-level prem rugby or international rugby. This is what we're aching for. And it's coming, what, three years into the platform. Mm -hmm. You've got to love the signs that that shows us about the opportunities that the Rugby Network, something owned by the teams, is engaged in. Um, I love it for a lot of reasons. Number one, again, one of the top leagues in the world, not necessarily top paying, but certainly one of the top leagues in the world. It's on this platform. That's a recognition, the significance and importance of the platform and the need for the Prem to dive into an untapped market. What I like about this too, is I think I can't sell this enough I believe there are a lot of folks, expats in large part from the UK, that watch the Prem and don't necessarily tune into the MLR. This bridges that gap for them. Now they have coming to this platform, they're going to watch their team, whether it's the series or whether it's, you know, Bath or somebody like that. They're going to watch this and then they're going to start to think, I can also watch the MLR product here in the United States and the country I now reside. So I think there's a residual effect there. I think there's a residual effect that, um, you know, there's going to be some commercial successes, right? There are going to be commercial partners for the Gallagher Premiership. They're going to be seeing the opportunities here, and they're going to want to start to plug in to the MLR teams and have an opportunity to sell their wares to that American audience who are watching the MLR. It's going to bring more eyes from Europe into this market as we start to build towards Rugby World Cup 31 and 33. It gets us one step closer. Will we see the ML, sorry, the um, Rugby Network make a play for the Rugby World Cup when it comes upon our shores in 2031 and 2033? Would not that be a boon for 
the rugby network. I believe it right. would. It's what we've been aching for. It's what I've been talking about for years since this platform came into being. I love it. Kudos to the rugby network. I can't wait for those 93 well, matches. Well, Rob, let me, let me throw this back at you because you bring up some really solid points. As we look to the future, I mean, where they are now and what they've achieved in three years is really impressive. The numbers show really positive results. And if they can continue this trajectory, it's fair to assume that they have to be taken seriously as a broadcast partner for the Rugby World Cups that will be hosted on U.S. soil. Certainly with the run-up that they've got, they have the platform here, but it's the platform itself where it needs to be to host the Gallagher Premiership. And, and when I bring that up, there's been criticism about, I can't get it on this device. I have trouble over here. You know, I, and, and some of it can be uh, linked to broadcast rights with Canada, and it has to be, uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, Rugby Canada. It has to be shown on TSN. USA Rugby has to be flown on, shown on Flow for now. So... Circling around that, is the rugby network really the right home for it? Well, I think it is. Does it have some issues to sort out? Yes, and in short order. I don't want to say that they only have one chance to get this right, but they can certainly set a tone by getting it right from the first step. One of the problems off the cuff is going to be the fact that this is not going to operate in Canada. So our, for can, our Canadian friends are not going to have the opportunity right. to use it to watch some of those matches. And I, and I feel bad for them because I know there's a lot of Canadian fans that would love to see the Prem on the rugby network. One of the things that, well, there are several things that concern me as a consumer. The first of all, I have different platforms in my home and it works great on my iPad. It works fairly well on my Roku device, although it logs me out just about every other time and I have to re-log in. Complete pain in the rear end. Uh, I, It does not have a, a, a platform on the Fire Stick. And from what folks who tell me who use Apple TV, it doesn't have a platform there. They need to work that out. The, the key here is about accessibility. Right. right. If if you're going to launch this opportunity, you've got to make it accessible for all fans. They can't be blocked out or locked out in the U.S. market simply because they don't have a particular platform. Uh, right. So I'd like to see them get that ironed out. I want to add one piece that I forgot to mention there. Let's be cautiously optimistic. Uh, Simon Amasi Taylor said the U.S. has a huge following with more than 30 million fans of the sport pull back on those reins. Uh, wow. 30 million fans of the sport. I think that's a little optimistic. If we can see a growth of maybe double the yeah. subscribers, we go somewhere North of one, you know, three twenty-five to three fifty. And, and I'm happy that you brought that success. up. Because there's something I was going to come back to you with that very same question. So you're saying that 170 now you should see them somewhere in the ballpark of 340, 350. I mean, is that by the end of next season, this time next year, you'd want to see that? Uh, yeah, I think I, I would like to see it. I think that's a reasonable metric given that you're you know, going to be the platform host to one of the biggest right. rugby leagues in the world. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe not necessarily the premier or the best, but it's certainly up there with them and amongst right. them. And yeah, so double, if we reached uh, half a million, that would, uh, that would get my cockles um, oh, for sure. It would be a serious play. And to put this in context, when the 20, I think it was the 2019 final that held the record on, on, on CBS Sports, um, the final for the MLR 
gathered about 500 views. Now, viewing minutes is different, but 500 people had at least seen it for three minutes. Um, and that was- 500,000 or 500? 500,000. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that was the record. So it, it is a measurement of success in some regard. But, you know, the difference is, is that this is now a completely different place. You know, how is the casual fan going to find it? Um, so it's still going to be catered to a pretty, you know, um, devout audience. And that's what you guys have tapped on, is that if you're a Gallagher fan, a Premier fan, or whatever version it was before, Guinness or whatever it is, you've been watching these teams. You now have another way to be able to do so. But the key is to make sure that you let everybody know. I imagine there's got to be a marketing drive to let everybody know who doesn't already get the content, their content from the rugby network, that now they can go there. Because otherwise, how are we going to get to 300, 400, or 500,000? So there's got to be this push. There's got to be this drive. But one of the stumbling blocks would be getting there would be if they now decided now's the time that people are going to pay for this content. People are always afraid of paywalls. There's a paywall behind this content. Rugby fans are used to that. One of the great things about the rugby network is that it doesn't have that. Could it in the future? Maybe. Scott, I'm going to throw this one over to you, though. Do you think that this is the time that they start asking for money? And would that be okay for a rugby fan? Yeah, let me take myself off mute. I think the success of TRN on the American side is the fact that there is no paywall and that you are trying to push this out as content that is free, along with other rugby-related content, such as things like, I don't know, the Rugby Rant podcast show. <laughs> but as also I mentioned, the Rugby Network, featured yeah, weekly. Exactly. But as I mentioned, you know. That's in, the real credibility my, that they need, right, guys? <laughs> having us on the show, we're late with our 150th episode. It's a whole yeah. Anyway, but going back to my around-the-pitch topic where I talked about Canada playing England, you know, yeah. England puts their, their women's matches on YouTube for free. Right. And because they're they're looking to drum up interest in the women's game, they're trying to promote the women's game. And as we saw in the in the Women's World Cup, you know, they did have commercial sponsorship, but some of these one-offs are going to be trouble. So, but why not put it out there for the casual fan and find s- smaller sponsors? But let's just say they want to put it behind a paywall. 93 games, about eight months, let's just say $5.99 a month American, right? That's like 51 cents a game if you watch every game. And TRN, <clears throat> excuse me, logs those as, as viewable replays almost right away. I don't know. They'll probably, I'm sure there will be a little bit of a delay to log those replays just because they're, they're it's the first year they'll have to work stuff out. My point is, even if you miss matches, you can go back and watch matches. Again, 51 cents a, a match at $5.99 a month isn't too bad. That's something I would pay for to watch 93 rugby matches that aren't available to me regularly. And what will that do? That'll help TRN gain some more, uh, gain some more capital. So maybe then they can get the Roku app. They could put it on Apple TV. They could do all these things. What I do is my phone flicks over to my, to my uh, television. Yeah. Um, Smart view on your phone. Yeah, exactly. That's what I use. And they, and and they have they have apps to do that to pair it with smart TVs and also honestly you could do it the old school way like I used to you take your computer most computers have HDMI cords and you just plug it in and now you have it on the big screen with sound I mean as as much as we want to say it's a pain in the butt because it's not on Roku and it's not on this and it's not on that for convenience sake what's the difference if you if you're really intent on watching it and before you know I could was able to flick TRN up to my TV that's what I had to do with my laptop. I put my laptop on my, um, you know, under my television, plug it in with my HDMI, and that's how I was watching all of my content when I wanted to watch those late Friday and Saturday night matches. I agree with you. Now, 
regular rugby fans are going to do that because they have been doing that until mm-hmm. recently. But how are you going to grow if you still need to do that? So it's kind of a chicken versus egg scenario. And, right. And that was kind of my point, right? I mean, you really want to give as much opportunity for access as you can. Yes, but here's the thing. It's on. Hold on. I just want to interrupt real quick. It's on a new platform. So, what do you have to do in the first two years of this 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 contract? The first two, they're the only two years of this contract. Proof of concept. Are the people who watch the Premiership the numbers on Peacock for mm-hmm. six ninety nine a month or CBS when it was on there? What all the different platforms that it's been on? Are they are those real rugby fans transferring over to watch? So right. if you can't if you can't prove the concept for the regular rugby fans. You're dead in the water as far as any type of contract renewal going forward. So my point is, while I understand you you want to, on the MLR side, you want to get more American viewers to watch the Premiership because by the time it ends in March, you've now rolled into the first quarter of the MLR season. That's a great concept. But before we can even do that, we have to make sure that we're getting all these international fans and all these you know people who watch rugby in America on this platform just to want to switch over. So what's that switch over going to look like? before we talk about growth. You know, Rob, you wanted to respond to that? No, no, no. I agree. I think that's an important component. Again, you know, so long as everybody, I think working with, and it works on Roku, but working with, you know, the fire stick and some of the other platforms just allows that to happen more seamlessly rugby fans are going to find a way to do it, you know, especially if the, if it's free, if they're used to paying five ninety nine or whatever it is, whatever it is through, uh, what was it? Yeah, Peacock they'll, cheap. To, they'll, they'll try to you know, save six bucks. They'll figure they'll go, well, look, if I'm getting it for free, I can buy a Chromecast for 30 bucks or whatever it is. And over the course of, you know, get rid of mm-hmm. Peacock and over the course of, you know, uh, four or five months over the course of the season, I've paid for my, my device that I can now stream it on my TV more easily. So, um, you know, we know that they'll find it, but uh, again, I think to grow the rugby market, it would be nice to, it'd be nice for them to step off on the right foot and make sure that people who have any device have access. Right. And, and I think that the, that is so true because you want to give people access, but the first component that is right is that they need to know that it exists, that they have access to it. Yeah then getting access, right? So there's the two parts there that we've yet to be able to see. Um, this announcement comes pretty close to the first game, which I think is October 14th or something. So I would hope to be able to go onto social media now, and especially me being in their target market, already engaging in rugby content online, I should be able to see adverts and be targeted that watch the Prem on the rugby network for free. And likewise, Everybody that's a casual viewer should be getting that same marketing because first you need to know that you have access to it to get access to it. So I think that that's one of the other critical components to its success because as Scott pointed out, okay, you can be forgiven if you don't see the incredible rise and improvement in numbers on year one, but you can't. You can't do that on year two as well. So we're going to give you this year to be able to figure it out. There are going to be. Well, I think the timing of it, the timing of it is what sucks. Because right. how much how much social media presence are you going to have in the middle of the World Cup? For right? sure. And, yeah. and if you look at a lot of the unions, right? So, for example, we always talk about how MLR and and USAR and Rugby Canada have symbiotic partner relationships, mm-hmm. but the RFU and the Premiership are completely linked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
if I'm the RFU, do I want to be talking about the premiership on those, um, those, those specific targeted posts that you're going to put out for SEO? Or do I want to be talking about the guys wearing the roses that could win a final of a World Cup right now? You know, so I wonder if you're going to see uh, if you if you. If I, I don't think they care about. Maybe they care about it in the UK with their audience because it's a crossover, but they don't care about it here. No, yeah, no but what I'm saying is, if you you're talking about how you want to see it on this and you want to see it on that, yeah. What's what's it worth? for the RFU to take their regularly, their regular spots that they know are going to get 3 million views to throw up that the premierships on tier and right now today, when the English are fighting for, you know, are going to get out of pool play and, 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 you know, possibly get to a world cup final. Yeah. And, and I, I would be interested to see what it would cost TRN to actually do an advert on in the rugby world cup final, like on a banner, or something electronic banner or something like that and see if the Gallagher premiership would be willing to <clears throat> offset that cost a little bit. So because you know, as well as I do. So you, you mean like setting. they run it on the NBC broadcast during no, on the time. banners on the field where NBC is not going to be able to, I mean, are they going to be really able to dictate what banners go on? No, but I don't see the value in them doing it there. If they could get it on NBC, right? Which probably, but they don't have ownership. They don't have. No, like they used to. They used to show. Was it NBC the sports that used to show the Gallagher Premiership? I can't remember. Yeah, they were on Peacock. Yeah. 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 So, so that's that's my thing. It'd be interesting to see what the numbers would cost. I mean, they're they're on NBC Sports. Yeah, yeah, if they're willing to share, and that's why Gallagher. That's why they're doing this because they want to tap into this market. So, Mm. you know, you put it out there, and let's and let's face it, there are a lot of people in Europe that are going to watch the Prem, and they would go that are savvy enough to go. You know what? I could probably get TRN with a VPN, and now you're bringing right now you're bringing all. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say for my Canadian friends. Look at that VPN to, to 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 get around it. You know, right. I want as much right. views coming into that as possible. My question to you guys is, and this is something that I feel is more league driven than it is um, provider driven on people yep. showing the content. When are we going to have pre and post match shows and halftime yes, shows? Yeah. Because because yeah. my point is, it, we haven't seen it in the MLR, but that's because the individual teams don't have a platform to do it yet because they're worried about what's happening. In the on yeah. the field and and around the field, it's right, right. limited and stretched already. Correct, but the Premiership we know already has the the right. um, game experience thing down. Right, we we know that they've been doing it for years. They have it down. So why aren't they going to get people old old players? You know, get some of the people and, from and, these fan clubs involved to do this to have those fan clubs. clubs yeah, because there would be enough people to be able to do so, including I mean, and, and yeah, absolutely, but. But my point being, you need to market to American audiences. And right. what do I always say? What do, outside of rugby fans, excuse me, <clears throat> American sports audiences love to see their pregame show of their team, love to yes. have the right. postgame yeah. wrap up, love to have the talking heads talk about it. You know, and you see it with every, the, all big four teams in college and this and that. <clears throat> I don't, again, don't know if they could be able to do it now, but if they could prove that they're getting the viewership over at least. Next year, they should be able to focus in and just have a friggin' fifteen-minute pre-match, uh, a, a 
Yeah, it doesn't five minute halftime. Yeah, have five minute halftime. Long way to educating your rugby mm-hmm. fans as well. There's so many secondary tertiary benefits. There's advertising opportunity. Absolutely. There's so many things that we could think of. I definitely see value in that, right? So, so let's imagine with this comes that ability. This would be the one to try it on, right? Because mm-hmm. you got an established brand, you got credibility through it. You've got loads of resources to be able to assist you. The stats are unbelievable. They could go through the analysis. Gallagher Premiership has amazing uh, stats that they share online. You've got all the resources available to you. You just need the people, and the people are there, right? If you can leverage, you know, fan groups or whatever it is, and they're willing to do this content for free. Won't won't they just be pulling the feed from... You know, the prem fees. So, so on the half time, this I'm glad you brought this up because I did want to uh, visit this. So, for example, if this is showing on Sky Sports, and I can't remember who the main partner is, right. ITV or Sky Sports, whoever it is on the British side, right? Um, they actually pay the broadcast team for the half time and pregame. So they own it. They can't, so, Gallagher Premiership can't sell that on. Gotcha. So it would be two agreements. So, in which case, if, if that being said, if that's true and we're not going to see the pregame or the halftime show at all, uh, how sweet would it be if you got a couple of MLR players who aren't in season? Right. Right. And and I love Petri, but I think we see what value Petri brings. You know, as a player, unfortunately, I just don't know that he's a household name, even amongst MLR, you know, diehard MLR fans, right? People are starting to get to know him and the value that he brings. But bringing in a guy who's gregarious, a, a guy like a Luke White or a guy like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a Pago or, a, you know, somebody like that who can come in and do the halftime show, you get an opportunity to showcase the personalities of the game and you have a rotation, but you can right. showcase and it can be done remotely. You don't have to bring them in studio to reduce mm-hmm. costs. No. Absolutely. You know? no, I, and I, th- I think that that's, that's a great way to do it. And I think that's a great way to bridge the gap between the MLR. I think maybe throwing Mike Petrie in there. Right. I understand why you wouldn't like, I under, I, you definitely have a good concept going of having current MLR players do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do think Petrie hopefully is going to make a jump. And become the premier USA Rugby uh, one of the guys. You know, I think him and if him and Dallin, uh, you know, this is off topic, but if 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 him and Dallin, you know, do a match, I think you're going to have way more success. Um, you're gonna you're gonna yeah, understand the match role, better. Petri is fantastic. His analysis yeah. is on point. He's concise. I like its style. Um, and then balanced with the animated commentary of Dallin, exactly be a good team, right? right. Exactly. So I'm just, that's off topic, but I do think if you, if doing something like that is again, it doesn't have to be more than 15 minutes. You only have to do it one match a week, you know, at this point and just set it up. Look at us and I, business strategy for them. huh? And yeah. And I mean, cause my point is even if, even if let's say it wasn't a pre-match show and let's just say it was a little halftime analytics. Cause right. what you see, what you see in these stupid halftimes is they show the field with nobody on it. Then they show the locker room with right. no audio. Yes. Then they show the field. Like and they go back to the locker room. And half the time, if it's the Quins, Joe Muller's like scratching his balls. Like you don't really see anything. You get nothing out of it. You go back, you Look. scratch your balls and pee, and then you grab grab a beer. And there, there's there's an opportunity for education, exactly. analysis. Um, rugby 101, Rugby yeah, 102, so Rugby absolutely. 103, MLR so, videos. <laughs> so Adam Lejeune Cop, if you're listening from the Rugby Network, let's get on this. Hey, you know what my idea is? Why don't they, they've got so many content creators like us that they could they could tell us create a fifteen minute pre packaged thing and we'll put it on in the halftime. 
Seriously, they have they 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 have us. They and 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 especially for the premiership. I mean, I see a lot of people out there. Uh, Matthew Skerritt, um, Anna Humphreys. Um, you know, there's I'm 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 dropping dropping some. I'm, I'm our buddies over. Oh my god. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 blowing I'm blowing it I'm blowing it Oh God uh, uh, We had a couple of them. No pressure TikTok Yeah TikTok. Yeah We had a, We had a couple of them on And I can't remember the name But there's a lot of UK creators That have yeah. get Thousands and thousands of views That could be put in that position And you've seen Anna Humphreys And, and people like that Go to the Women's World Cup And stuff like that right. So why not Try and create that partnership For the Premiership Just for this source so let's take the opportunity to wheel it back into uh, the house that it should be here, which is talking about the Gallagher Prem. It's now revealed that it is going to be a fixture, uh, a, pre- a primary uh, fixture. I think there, it's an exclusive deal, right? There's, there's yes. nothing shown anywhere. Yeah. Exclusive deal for yeah. two years two on years. Uh, the rugby network. I have a last question to propose to both of you. Um, playing devil's, devil's advocate here. What if we continue on this form to be able to add the Gallagher Premiership? And maybe, and maybe it's the URC or anything of an equivalent nature that is a top quality uh, league. Maybe it's the French League One or whatever it is. At what point does the rugby network no longer become a home for Major League Rugby and just a sub product of it? Never. I think I, in yeah. my mind, it's got to be a, it's it's got to be the premier platform to get professional rugby, domestic U.S. rugby here. Um, so if you fast no. forward and it has three million subscriptions and when it is time to be able to to for for MLR season and it's relegated in its own platform because there's higher profile content that gets more views and more exposure and more sponsorship. Is well, there that it, risk is what I'm saying. Yeah, and there is a risk, but then what you do is you make certain aspects of the platform and, and content on the platform free, like your MLR, because you're really oh, so part bring, of it behind a paywall. Yeah. So you bring fans right into that MLR. Here's where it's free. Um, yeah. This is the entry point, whether it's college, uh, you know, high school, yeah. and then the MLR. And then for that exclusive content, you might go through that paywall, whatever it might be. Um, That's a really I mean, good point. So yeah. no matter what, Major League Rugby should always be free to view. Right. And then on occasion, either pay-per-view model or a subscription model could be an interesting tactic. We're going to leave it for uh, all of the fans tuning in here to the Rugby Rant to be able to tell us what they think. Drop a comment. Maybe uh, we're way off base. Maybe you think you're okay paying five, 10, or even 15 bucks for this type of content as a whole from the rugby network and want to see more and more of it. And so you hopefully do have that one stop rugby shop, right? But tell us whatever that thought may be by following us under the handle at Rugby Rant Pod on all of our social media. You can continue to enjoy that, that content by following us on the rugby network as well, where we will continue to share weekly content through this the rugby rant podcast show where we aim to grow rugby one fan at a time gentlemen it has been an interesting debate i think it lands that we all think it's a great idea we all love the fact that there's more rugby and it's continuing to grow that here on american soil for fans to consume more and more rugby of it because it's a win all around and uh good stuff for the rugby network if they are looking for hosts for a halftime show they know where to find them (laughs) so we're just putting it out there but uh again 
it has been another great opportunity to share this time with you here on the Rugby Rant. And we thank you for joining us on behalf of Scott, the big guy, Ferrara, Rob, the hammer, Hammerschmidt, and myself, Ty Braga. We will see you at the next. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.